0: And Welcome back to the Calories and Carbs podcast. We are on episode number six and I am speaking about intermittent fasting today as per your requests. This was the most um, requested topic so I'm going to dive right in. It is usually in terms of fat loss that people ask me about intermittent fasting and I feel like people don't really know exactly what it is and that there is different styles of intermittent fasting. So I'm going to explain a little bit about it, and you can make up your own decision whether or not it's something that might benefit you and your lifestyle. So intermittent fasting, I think what people get wrong is they class it as a diet. So let's say, I always get people asking, have you tried the intermittent fasting diet? The same way they would ask, have you tried the Atkins diet, let's say. It is not a diet. There's no um, protocol for your macros or your specific foods that you should be consuming. It is literally just focusing on when you should eat rather than what you should eat. So it's not a diet. So first of all, get that out of your head. It is just when you should eat. And there's different ways that you can um, divide out your eating windows. It's not what you should eat but of course that you should be thinking about what you should eat as well. So it involves alternating periods of fasting followed by eating windows. And the eating window can vary. Um, You can still drink water. You can still have black coffee and black tea. Some people even have like diet drinks, calorie-free drinks. Some people have bulletproof coffee or coconut oil in their coffee, which I do not agree with because there's calories in coconut oil. So technically you've broken your fast. So I don't think if you're doing intermittent fasting that you should be having coconut oil in your coffee. To me, that's cheating. But everyone, each to their own. Um, So there's a few popular types of fasting and the most common ones are kind of alternating day fasting or whole day fasting and time-restricted feeding. And when people talk about intermittent fasting these days, um, when it comes to like fat loss and um, performance and stuff like that, it's usually time-restricted feeding they're talking about. So in terms of health, usually people who are fasting for health is alternating day fasting or whole day fasting. So if you were to alternate the days that you fast, you'd be eating around I think it's below 25% of your calories is classed as fasting. Um, You would eat that, only that one day, and then you would eat your normal day the next day. So if you track your calories, let's say you're having 2000 calories, you would have 2000 calories every day. And then on your alternating days, so let's say Sunday, you would have 2000 calories. Monday, you might have 25% of that or less. So 500 calories or less. And then Tuesday, you're back into your normal day. So 2000 calories. And then you alternate again like that. Some people will just do um, an eat, stop, eat diet, which is kind of similar in that, but you only have one day a week where you fast. The other six days is your normal eating. So completely normal eating. One day you just fast. Then the other one that is popular would be the five to two diet and that's just another form of fasting and it is basically two days of the week you will have sub 500 calories, so below 500 calories um, and the rest of the days you will eat as normal. What happens there though is people see that they fast for two days and then they go crazy for five days that's usually what happens with the five to two. And any type of fasting can have that effect depending on the person. You really need to be careful that it does not cause that binge and then restrict cycle. So let's say you go absolutely crazy on the day that you're eating and then you fast the next day to make up for it. And then you go crazy again the next day and then you fast that is a really, really unhealthy relationship with food that you're forming. And I would suggest that you do not do any type of fasting with your diet. So you're supposed to eat as normal. So your healthy foods, your regular breakfast, lunch, dinner, if you have a snack or two in a day, that's your normal day just because you fasted the day before doesn't mean that you can go absolutely mental and order takeaway for every single meal, have all the junk food that you can stomach the next day, because then you know that you're going to fast again. If you're that type of person looking for a diet that you can do that, you're completely off sync when it comes to your, um, dieting in general you have a very bad relationship with food and I would suggest that you move away from any type of binging restricting um, fasting feeding way of eating you should try and keep your food the same each day and slowly slowly reduce your intake if your goal is fat loss so then the most popular one is the time restricted feeding this is your normal, um, normally sixteen to eight or twenty to four. So you'd fast for sixteen hours. You'd eating window then would be eight hours. You're, or you'd fast for twenty hours, and then you'd have a four-hour eating window. You're basically just limiting your food consumption and then having a smaller window where you have to get your calories in. Again, if your calories are two thousand calories, you simply get your two thousand calories within that four or eight hour window. Usually the eating window can be anywhere from four to 12 hours. So you can kind of gauge it to your lifestyle, um, what would suit you best. But 16 to eight is the most popular one. It is beneficial for certain people and certain circumstances. So fasting seems to uh, trigger autophagy or autophagy or autophagy. There's so many different ways to say this word. Um, And basically that's just a process in the body. You think about it like when you recycle your rubbish and then it gets upcycled into like furniture. It's the exact same type of thing with our cells. So basically, um, or like dying cells or like defective cells or waste materials within the cells get flushed out or dragged out and recycled and repaired the same way that you would do with uh, rubbish. So that is one thing that is triggered from fasting, which can help or sell health throughout the body. Then you have the reduction in inflammation that seems to come from fasting as well. And that just like reduces the number of free radicals that we have in our body. And that's just these can harm the body. I'll not go into the biochemistry or my environmental physiology days. (laughs) So into then like the normal benefits that you might've heard about. I'm sure you're not like, oh, I might do intermittent fasting because I heard that it, um, you know, triggers the onset of autophagy. No, (laughs) you probably heard that you lose fat. So you want to know, should you do Intermittent fasting. So, there's not enough research long term in humans. But what has been shown in research is that yes, fat loss can come from intermittent fasting. However, it's usually a byproduct of just eating less. So, maybe you skip breakfast, you start eating at lunchtime, you have your regular lunch, you have your regular dinner, and you have snacks. Maybe you've literally just cut out a meal. So, you've cut out maybe three to 500 calories per day over a week, you're going to lose weight. But if you are someone that controls their calorie intake, and let's say right now you're consuming about 2,000 calories a day, and you decide you want to do intermittent fasting just because you're not a breakfast person anyway, and you'd rather eat a little bit more um, for lunch and dinner, then instead of dividing your 2,000 calories out amongst three meals, you might divide them out amongst two meals so you're gonna be eating the same amount of calories, but in a shorter time frame. So your meals are a bit bigger. So you feel a little bit more satiated. So it will still work for you and you've controlled your calories. So your weight will technically stay the same. But if you want to use intermittent fasting for fat loss and you know that you maintain on 2000 calories, then you'll still have to reduce. So let's say you drop your calories to 1800 calories and you do intermittent fasting then yes you will drop fat but for your average joe who doesn't have a clue about calories and they just start skipping breakfast and eating the same things that they would eat for lunch and dinner anyway and not eating any more they've literally just dropped a meal so that's how it has worked for them and i think that's where people go wrong when they start boasting and raving about intermittent fasting and Usually these people are, you know, ranting and raving saying it's the best thing ever. um, And this is why it worked for me when they're not saying that actually I've just skipped a meal. My calories by default are less. Whereas a person that tracks their calories would know this. So you need to be aware of that if you're thinking about doing intermittent fasting. If right now you're tracking your calories and you're not losing weight, you're still going to have to drop your calories slightly if you decide to do intermittent fasting. So if you're on 2000 calories now and not losing weight, if you do intermittent fasting and stick to your 2000 calories still, you're still not going to lose weight. You're just changing around the timings of your food. But if you find that you struggle to eat or stick to 2000 calories over the course of a day and you end up always going over because you just snack too much, then giving yourself that window of only maybe eight hours might help you because you're increasing the volume of your meals a little bit and you're reducing the amount of snacks you're having because you have this window of I can't eat before this and I can't eat after this. So by default then you might be able to stick to your calories a little bit better and your adherence might be a little bit better. So then it might work for you. So this is the type of thing that you have to be thinking about when you are thinking of doing intermittent fasting for fat loss. Be aware of all this and why it actually works because the research right now is just showing that whether you do intermittent fasting or whether you just have a calorie controlled diet on a normal eating window, so like breakfast in the morning, lunch in the afternoon, dinner in the evening, as long as calories are the same, both groups lose weight. So Everyone's different. So one thing might work for some person and it might not work for another. So intermittent fasting might just suit you better so you can stick to it better. But that doesn't mean everybody should do it. Some people may do a class at 6 a.m. in the morning and they have to have to have something before or after they do that class or they feel faint. Intermittent fasting is not going to be for them. So it'd be silly of them to do it or to try to do it. Um, with fasting as well, it can help with insulin resistance. So usually, with people who are overweight, they might have a bit of insulin resistance, and usually this is if you especially have weight carrying around your mid region. And insulin resistance is basically just when our cells can't use insulin properly. So like your blood glucose might be a little bit higher and your risk for diabetes might be a little bit higher. But if you fast, sometimes that can help decrease your insulin resistance. So especially if you lose fat around that midsection, has been shown to help with insulin resistance, but the same way that if you lose fat from doing intermittent fasting or if you lose fat from just controlling your calories on a normal day of eating. So of course, there's benefits to it, to intermittent fasting, if you lose weight from it for your insulin resistance, but there's also benefits to just losing weight in general for your insulin resistance. Um, it, like I said, adherence is a huge one. And I think that's the most common one I see when uh, intermittent fasting works for people. It's just because they couldn't stick to X amount of calories throughout the day because they were having breakfast first thing in the morning. Then they're having their lunch. Um, they're having a snack in between that, a snack in between their lunch and dinner, and then a snack after their dinner before they go to bed, just as a habit. And then they really struggled then to control their calories and stick to their target. Whereas once you set boundaries, and I kind of spoke about this in my last podcast as well on willpower and motivation, if you set yourself boundaries or like rules, sometimes it's easier to stick to things. So if your rule is that you simply do not eat after eight o'clock, then if you go to the fridge and you go to eat something, but you look at the time and it's 8.30, you're less likely to continue to eat that because you now have this new set of rules that you don't eat past eight o'clock because your eating window is from 12 to 8, or whatever it is, 1 to 9, whatever it might be, you can change that yourself. So that's basically the benefits to intermittent fasting. There are a few benefits for sure. Health benefits, um, sometimes there are drawbacks especially if you are someone who exercises at a high intensity. If you're an athlete as well, you need to uh, pay attention if you are doing intermittent fasting in terms of around your training times and the food that you're consuming. So people that shouldn't do intermittent fasting there are a group of these people as well. So if you're someone that needs regular energy intake, like, um, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, um, if you're, you know, a young child and they're growing, if you are someone that relies on medication that you have to take with food, um, if you're diabetic, um, or if you just have low blood sugar, if you have a history of eating disorders, That is usually the group of people that should not really do intermittent fasting. And I mentioned that already about the binge restriction. Especially if you have an eating disorder, that can lead to that kind of binge cycle. So it's really not something, because people can get quite obsessive with it. So keep that in mind as well if you fall under any of those categories. If you need regular energy intake or calorie intake, So, like I said, pregnant or breastfeeding specifically, don't um, opt for intermittent fasting. Um, Athletes who play sport, let's say athletes who train at a high intensity, people, not even athletes, people who just do high intensity exercise, let's say you play a sport, you play soccer or you play Gaelic football, you play basketball, whatever it might be, your fuel source is glycogen. And we can deplete our di- our glycogen, glycogen, which is basically how your carbs are stored. We can deplete those over around 16 hours. So if you're doing a 16 hour fast followed by an eight hour eating window, if you have fasted for 16 hours and then you're going straight into training, your performance is not going to be optimal, let's say. So you need to be very careful around the timings of intermittent fasting. If you are someone who trains, um, you need to really time your meals appropriately around your training. So if you're a high performing athlete, then I would presume you would refrain from doing intermittent fasting for performance reasons. But if you're just someone that does high intensity exercise, then you need to make sure that you're fueled enough and you're going into your session once you're fueled so let's say if you have your last meal at 6 p.m in the evening you might be fine for the next time you train because your glycogen stores are full because you've had your eating window you've fueled yourself your glycogen um, stores are full so that is there for your next training session the next morning as long as it's within that 16 hours once you go beyond the 16 hours your glycogen stores will be quite low, so your performance might be hindered. So just keep that in mind if you're someone that is doing it intermittent fasting, but you play a sport or you train at maybe quite a high level. For your average Joe, you should be okay, but it might be the people that train first thing in the morning that don't eat until, let's say, 12 p.m. That's the people that might be affected and find it difficult to stick to. So, That's it, really. Um, Keeping that quite short, it's really just getting across that intermittent fasting is just about focusing on when you eat rather than what you eat. You can choose when and what you eat, obviously, but you can choose the window that suits your lifestyle best. Um, If you want to do it for fat loss, just know that it's not magic. It is basically just a way that you might maybe adhere to your calories a little bit better. If you're fine with not eating in the morning and just having a coffee and then starting your eating window at around lunchtime, it might be perfect for you. But know that it is not magic. There is no um, secret behind it. It's just a focus on when you eat your food and when you stop eating your food. That is it. So I'll leave it there. Um, I hope that cleared up or explain to you better about what intermittent fasting is and maybe you're going to go try it and if you do hopefully it works for you and if it doesn't absolutely fine just know that once you control your calories you'll get the same results with both but you might find one way easier than the other that's the thing everyone is so individual and just remember that your best diet is the one that you can stick to consistently So I'll leave it on that note. Um, I'm just going to mention a competition that I have running on my Facebook page and it is for a free chance to win three free months online coaching with myself. So that includes training program, whether it's at home or in the gym, based around what you do already and what your goals are. A weekly check-in call with myself, uh, nutrition protocols, nutrition nutrition meal plan if needed. Um, Basically just three months of my time. Each week to keep you on track and to help you achieve your goals. So the perfect timing now coming into summer. So if you are interested in that, it's worth about three hundred pound. So go to my Facebook page, Calories and Carbs, and check out the post there explaining exactly what you have to do. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you have to leave a review there. If you don't listen on Apple, you just have to leave a review about the podcast on my Facebook page under the review section. So if you're interested in winning that, it can be men or female for this competition, Um, men or women, male or female. So go enter that, please. I would really appreciate it. Of course, thanks for sharing the podcast on your Instagram stories and stuff. Again, much appreciated. So on that note, I will leave it there and I hope you enjoyed today's episode.